Wait, everybody quiet for a little bit. I got to get some room tone. No! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hauntsville Cryptcast. I'm Doza. I'm Anthony. I'm John. I'm Anna. And if you follow us on social media, you may be aware that we hosted our first film festival last year. Big round of applause for us. Don't do it because it'll spike the audio. (laughs) So those of you that are applauding at home, thank you. We really appreciate it. We literally could not have done it without you. Somebody please take over. I'm running out of steam real quick. (laughs) So we had the awesome opportunity to host Scared for Your Life, that's Life with Two Eyes, which is the horror subsect of the Long Island International Film Expo. I've been running the Film Expo with the Long Island Film and Television Foundation for the last couple of years now. Scared for Your Life has been kind of an on and off festival. This was technically its third year, but uh, this was the first year that we turned it into a competitive competition. We received over, I think, 100 film submissions. And we had to narrow it down to 22, right? 22 films. Yes. 22 is what we ended up with. Which yeah. is very difficult. Yeah. We had maybe a month to put this whole festival together from the time that the big festival, the Long Island International Film Expo, ended in July. August was our meeting for what comes next. September, we opened up submissions for the festival. We took films up until Halloween. And then from October 31st on, we would just meet up, hang out, and just power through these movies. Remember in August when they told us they wanted to do it in September? Yeah, that was terrifying. I had a fucking heart attack. (laughs) But like, even like with the, the time that we had, I was still doing stuff until the moment people walked in. All the stuff that mattered was done, but... It was fine-tuning shit. I cannot wait to do this again this year. I had, It was yeah. the most fun I've ever had doing something horror-related in my whole life. It's something I never even thought I would be a part of. And now this this is our fucking thing. We're rocking this shit. Yeah, it was awesome to uh, work with John on this, too. Uh, his whole thing is horror reviews and from us meeting at the uh, Retro Picture Show and just like, having that friendship from then on to go into all of us doing this together was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, we kind of adopted you, John. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the blob. You guys came after me. I got absorbed and we all assimilated. But it was really awesome just, I mean, obviously, A, getting to meet you guys at the Retro Picture Show. show, And then, you know, when I got asked to go ahead and move forward uh, doing this with you guys as well, It was awesome to be part of it, awesome to be included, and just like Doza said, getting to do something that's so horror-related and kind of bring something back to Long Island, which a lot of people mentioned that they they felt like it was missing for a while. So to kind of fill that gap with this is really cool. It was definitely cool to see the horror scene on Long Island come out. If you're in New York on Long Island or coming out here, the biggest thing that we have is the Retro Picture Show, which they do like a... 12-hour lock-in of horror movies so now to have something else to have another horror film festival that is exclusively long islands was an awesome thing to be able to bring back and we're just hoping to make it bigger next year have more vendors have more sponsors have more film submissions because going after indie horror has been amazing 
all of these filmmakers bringing this new life into this genre that honestly when it comes to the hollywood films we're getting a ton of reboots we're getting a ton of rehashed storylines we're getting some slight alterations here and there but we really got some fresh stories see what it did there i did not fresh was the short film that took our uh scare of a lifetime award oh you're trying to ask me to remember something that happened more than a day ago (laughs) fresh was amazing though i I feel like it definitely deserved the award that we gave it obviously because that's what we chose to give it but it was just this super original vampire concept that's one of the hardest genres that you can try and make original now it's been done in every single way and the way that that was done was just absolutely beautiful especially not on a high budget and by film student it was just incredible to watch that movie the fact that the movie came together and by the conclusion of it you're left wanting more it leaves you wanting a full feature And I think that's such a cool thing to get from indie shorts as well. That's definitely the biggest thing that I think we came across with the films that we decided uh, were our winners. There was something about all of them that was like, okay, if we could fund this for more, we would because 20 minutes is not enough. Yeah, we got these whole complete stories, but they were these stories that could easily have gone on to an hour and a half, two hour feature. I think that was possibly what I was trying to say with the question that I'd asked during the Q&A of, you know, where would this story go on to from, you know, after the events? If there was room for it to grow more, what would you add on to it? And I think that's always an interesting thing to, to, to explore, you know, finding out exactly what would be added and how they would expand that little universe that they've created. It was cool because we had the, the filmmakers up there for that Q&A portion. And we had, for taking 22 films internationally... We had a majority of the filmmakers there. I think there were three, no, five. Five filmmakers from Accepted Films that didn't attend the festival. Um, largely because some of them were overseas. Some of them were on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Like This is a much bigger festival than I ever gave it credit for. Even some of the people that did come from you know, even hundreds of miles away or even just a couple states over is an incredible feat and i want to i want to grow this so we can have those people fly and make it a a thing like oh this is the one that we got to go to this is like long island's premier festival yeah i mean we had jason who is the director of stalag coming from amsterdam that was incredible yeah yeah yeah. the the, the absolute coolest (laughs) (laughs) such a cool dude that was another one that was just beautiful to watch and I think the thing that's why we chose to put it at the beginning of the festival, because we were like, hey, everyone, this is the quality of what we're about to show you. I had people come up to me during intermission uh, and saying things like, oh, you know, that that first movie, like, that's the kind of movie I want to be making. And that is so cool that, like, even within our little festival, people are finding inspiration on ways that they can improve and things that they can do themselves to to grow as filmmakers and taking the time during intermission, watching them all network and mingle. And we gave them an hour where we had the Spooky Boys, which is Doza, <laughs> John, our friend Kevin and Jeff. And they absolutely killed it. They played some horror theme music. We had um, refreshments from Death Wish Coffee, which was super cool to sponsor us for this event. Yeah, I got my my clean canteen with me here. This is like the best quality canteen I've ever used. I'm drinking soup out of mine today. Yeah, I did that too. (laughs) (laughs) I like my coffee piping hot and it definitely, it keeps it that hot throughout the day, which is really awesome. Everyone was going crazy over the coffee. 
not even just saying that as like a favor to death wish like hey is there more can we have more i literally did nothing but run back and forth making more pots of coffee (laughs) and people were only excited to see me when i came out of the office because i had more coffee (laughs) (laughs) but for real though like these people like were were going into this getting that coffee expecting to have a long night ahead of them looking forward to the second half of the film festival and that that made my heart so full i literally like any opportunity i found to take a second that i wasn't stressing out i was crying (laughs) it is one of the the key things that i like about the horror community versus the rest of the community from the bigger festival because Dosa, you did the Long Island International Film Expo with me last year. I sure you did. did. <laughs> just the horror block. But like the horror block for that is two hours worth of films, something like that. Yeah, but like one of them was like a feature film. And, and so there were like maybe six films total. Yeah. The the horror community can't get enough of each other. We want to be around each other. We want to be talking about what we just watched. We want to be talking about the similarities and differences. We want to be talking tips and tricks. So like to have that this entire festival be a situation where horror filmmakers could get together and talk shop and just like kind of hype each other up about their work cuz everybody was super cool towards each other. Everybody was so supportive. Yeah. I just I I think uh it was Manny who said it as well. It just the horror film community is so closely linked and, and, and just knit so tightly. Everyone is super supportive of one another. Everyone wants to help each other out. And, you know, to hear that is just, and, and to feel it and see it actually playing out is awesome. You gotta be, there's no room in this life to be shitty. Like people still find ways to like make themselves shitty, but like the horror community is full of such awesome people and like these are some of the most passionate filmmakers I, I've ever seen. Nobody does it better than than horror filmmakers because you see these people going in like every single one of these was a passion project, something that they loved. They put a lot of work and a lot of heart into because they genuinely love making these kinds of movies. You you don't see this this kind of enthusiasm from other film genres. Like there's no I'm sure like a, a Western film festival will get a little rowdy, but like n- <laughs> there's no there's no other way to do it than to hang out with these kinds of people with similar mindsets, similar creative drives, and still like have the potential to create a bunch of unique like independent films. Yeah, and like, although everyone was coming to, you know into it as okay, it's a horror film festival, there was still so much diversity with from film to film. You know, it's not like we had twenty two monster flicks yeah it was all different subjects all different angles that we were looking at it from and everyone still had that same level of passion from film from film to film i mean that diversity is what opened the way for us to have such unique awards like sure you go to these festivals and you get like best story best director best editor and we had some variants on that but we also got to open the way for best creature I mean, hell and horror, who doesn't love a good creature design, especially all of us being so big on practical. So we had best creature design. We had our best on-screen death, which was a rough one to narrow it down. There were some cool kills in this festival. I think we changed Um, that a couple of times before we decided finally, just before we printed the trophies, who we were going to pick for that one, because there was so many cool ones. The best thing coming out of this is all of these films are touring. They're doing the festival circuit, which usually means that there's a good chance that like they could be out by you. They could be anywhere at any given time. They could be on a streaming platform for a short period of time. 
this level of independent horror, the independent horror festival circuit, opens up another chance for people to get together for community events like this, a smaller film festival, or I mean, even like New York's big horror film festival, which a couple of our filmmakers came in from that night. But they said they liked ours better. Yeah, that was the best feedback. Like we got hard here at the Long Island Puppet Theater. (laughs) (laughs) We did get to host it at my theater, which was awesome. Uh, A lot of compliments on the venue being extra spooky. Uh, which we tried real hard for. We even brought in an electric chair. And Krampus. <laughs> and Krampus. Oh, my My dad showed up kind of almost sort of unannounced, <laughs> dressed like a sort of Krampus. But he, he was a lot of fun. People got pictures with him. He said he was proud of me, so what the fuck ever. I'll count that as a win. <laughs> Can we also talk about the sculpt for the awards, which oh, Anna just yes, mentioned please. too? That was really awesome, how they came out, and everyone (laughs) mentioning it, too, just how excited they were. They were like, what is, just, again, the level of care that came from not only the filmmakers, but from each one of us as well, you know, and the award was, like, the embodiment of that. Yeah, for, like, two months, we all poured our everything into this festival, but, like, I'd be at work or, like, come home from work, and Anna would just be, like, slaving over this clay, perfectly replicating the creature from the Black Lagoon's hand, taking close-up photos of, like, a bust that I have of the creature from the Black Lagoon just to make sure that every detail is, like, perfect. I mean, sure, we talk about the unique opportunities we have to win these awards, but, like, to have this custom award that was hand-sculpted with that love for horror in mind and with that attention to detail that, like, all of these independent horror filmmakers have put into their work, and then to have her go through all that to to make the sculpt. And then she brought it to my brother, Vin, uh, who runs a 3D hub. And he painstakingly reprogrammed things to just capture every one of these details so that we can 3D print them so that each of these filmmakers can have this replica sculpt. Yeah, bless that kid. They came out <laughs> truly great. And it was such an awesome talking point. Like Even when we presented them at the end, just like pulling them out, people were like, oh, wow. And yeah, I was kind of shocked. I, I was not even for a second. The thing is, because obviously I made them, then, like, I'm going to be slightly more critical. So then, like, I pulled them out and everyone was like, yes. And then people online, when I posted about them, were like, I really want one of those. Well, make a fucking good movie. Good no, get one they wanted them, I was like, well, it's a good thing you guys are the ones winning them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Matryoshka and uh, Hu Ying both commented on Instagram when I just put like a preview of the sculpt like I really want one of those and I was like good thing you're both getting one (laughs) (laughs) but yeah because I made it then obviously until like it was actually in people's hands and they were going oh my god this is amazing I was like really really you're happy with that because I was like they're probably used to like big professional awards but then when I was looking up horror awards because I didn't want to replicate anything that anyone else was doing there are some really boring ones out there, which is why I was like, I, how I can literally do whatever I want with this sculpt. And I was thinking of a few ideas, and it wasn't actually until Anthony's mom was sitting with me at the kitchen table one day when I was trying to come up with ideas, and she was like, well, you know that, like, the slimy, like, creature man, why don't you do his hand or something? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. That's- Wait, mom came up with this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had no. Yo, get Carol one of these awards. <laughs> Holy shit! I can't. I can't in good conscience ask Vin to print any more of these. <laughs> Not till next year. 
Oh man! Oh my God! Now we now you never have to do it again. <laughs> I, I I do kind of want to design another a different one. Technically, I sculpted two awards because we also had our Blue Skeleton Award, which was obviously a homage to Houses October Built, which we've not been shy about saying we absolutely adore. And when we told them that we were doing the award, then they were asking for updates on the sculpt like every week. And so I was really feeling the pressure. Um, and I Yeah, just like, give me a fucking second, shit. <laughs> it wasn't completely finished until I was actually back here. So lucky that's done now. Um, and that's going out to Ghost Radio, um, who couldn't make it to the awards because they live in the Czech Republic. So that's understandable. They could not make it. But that was the award that we gave for the was for making the most out of the least. Yeah, they had a $700 budget and a cast and crew of like six people. Cast being two, crew being like four. And this film actually made me jump which was definitely a yeah. cool thing. Yeah. I think it was a cool way to kind of bookend the night with uh, having Slag open it up and then Ghost Radio closing it. Uh, you know, uh, just like we yeah. said, the quality of the opening movie and same for the for the final one. That was really awesome. Yeah. Another really cool thing about our audience is how, like, receptive to all the films. Like, they would jump, they would scream, they would laugh. And just the fact that everyone was reacting to everything, everyone was asking each other questions. And nearly everybody stayed the whole night. So nearly all of the filmmakers were happy for each other. Yeah, yo, we made that 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 guy's night. The Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So the filmmaker that made two percent. This is his his first film ever. His first submission to a film festival, which he said, and I was like, yeah, I fucking hope so, because <laughs> he won our Fresh Blood, which is our first time filmmaker award. <laughs> and he was like he was one of those people that I, I definitely like I saw like the shine in his eye like that he was excited to be doing this excited yeah. to be making a movie and he he won an award for something that was at the end of the day very silly but very well executed oh, yeah. and like that's the that's the kind of people that I love spending my time with and I we met so many of them all at once and just like and like you said the the reception I spent most of the the film festival outside freaking out not being able to watch much of it but just being able to to listen to the way that people were reacting to it was just worth every second of work that we put into this thing i'm gonna take this moment to say i'm so proud of all of you guys you're the best team i could ever be working with i really cannot wait until this year this year is going to yeah. be bigger and better and we'll all have more of a grasp on what we're doing i was running around in my socks <laughs> when people started coming in i was like oh crap and i didn't realize what time it was and i was running around in my socks still trying to like get everything together and i was like uh hi run away <laughs> well i i was literally on a ladder connecting the audio to the projector when the uh the director of stalag walked in and i was like hey how's it going <laughs> i'm gonna need a second <laughs> yeah it really came down to the wire but like we, you we, said i think this year we'll have a better grasp on it and you know it'll be bigger better spookier i would love to get someone if we can just hire someone to pour the coffee next year because <laughs> uh 
I didn't get a chance to talk to nearly anyone until the whole thing was over. Um, and it would have been really cool to have had more time personally to talk to everyone. Um, I got the most time to talk to uh, obviously Manny and Lindsay, who they they were the ones who had free films in there. So um, Matroshka, Beneath, and uh, Misunderstood Monster. And there are horror couple both making films uh lindsay is a huge representation of woman in horror which i love obviously I'm, I'm i'm gonna stop bringing up this point soon but as i had to stop and say to everyone because doza made me even though i don't like public speaking you did uh, great yeah you really were so good <laughs> i had to make a point of how many female filmmakers we got like it was nearly all of the films that we got initially and nearly like half the ones that we actually showed at the film festival were done by women or had female leads it completely blew my mind how many talented female filmmakers we got just in that small selection of films that we were able to look at yeah it just shows like they're these are the people that care about this kind of thing and, and hollywood is so hesitant to acknowledge just women in general in any sort of film aspect. Pretty much. We're accepting more girls as like, you know, not just being boobs and like stuff like that. But we're also still only really in the mainstream of horror going for extremely attractive girls. And it would be nice to just have like, it doesn't matter what they look like, they can still be in a lead role and they can still like completely kick ass. That's something I want to aim for because horror hasn't been very kind to women in the past. It's featured them like fuck, but like, and I still love people like Elvira and people like that, obviously, but that's the representation that is out there. You have to be super attractive. You have to have massive tits and you have to wear nothing. And that is how you're featured in a horror film. I'm well on my way. I'm doing all right. (laughs) Uh, But I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but one of the uh, the films we had, Karen, the lead in Karen, they make her down to be very homely and very not the stereotypical woman in horror, but she's got, she's the lead role and she was the best female actor. She won our, our, our best Screen in show. Award. And the thing is, she's absolutely stunning, but they yeah. tried to purposely <laughs> play it down, which was really nice that they were trying not to focus on the fact that she was gorgeous they were trying to focus on her character right exactly joy is like an amazing actress but she's also just so nice like i was like okay you can see why your name is joy (laughs) yeah for real (laughs) but seeing the way that she is in person like so bubbly and sweet and kind and then seeing her in the film it was like wow it's almost like women can be versatile actors (laughs) like (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) But it was it was really great to see how the films kind of took shape, like Joy, Hu Ying as well. Um, yeah. You know, another uh, female written directed, female written, right? Directed yeah. female lead. That felt oh man, that blew me away as well. That's a mold breaker. We had uh, it was kung fu horror western. western. You know the the limitations that may be set up in in indie horror. They found a way to work around that, and that was magnificent that's what stood out to me the most i think and somehow we still managed to have two movies about killer teddy bears so what the (laughs) fuck (laughs) and not even to knock like some of the stuff that we did get submitted that 
didn't make it into the festival. There were a couple that were like, okay, this like just didn't make it in by like 0.1% of our top rating scores. Yeah, some of them just like just squeaked by like un- under our, our baseline of just like not quite there, but like with a little tweaking, this could have been something great. And like that is something like I, I wanted to make a point to say, just like if you're if you're a filmmaker out there and you're not getting submitted accepted into stuff like this like keep working at it because it's also message and ask for feedback because we had that with some of the films that didn't get in this year they emailed us for our feedback and we told them what it was that made us not accept it this time yeah but like try again next year absolutely see you next year look i'm looking forward to see what you can do Mm -hmm. even like this year for us every rejection mostly came down to a time constraint we put a half hour limitation on all of our films nothing could be beyond that and we had we went from eight to midnight seven to midnight yeah we didn't mean to go that long no if we were gonna do this in one day we had like a three hour time constraint before we were like oh it's gonna get too late well they just like didn't want to stop intermission everybody was just having a good time yeah and we were like hey there's more and they were like I want to talk. <laughs> and also at the end, can you get them the fuck out of here? <laughs> Which was great because it finally gave us a chance to talk to the filmmakers rather than running around and doing the one million things it took for the small team of us to accomplish. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't think, well, apart from you two who did the film expo last year and like none of us had really met any of the filmmakers before. So, like, we talk about Manny and Lindsay as if we've known them for years. Literally met them that <laughs> night. like we but, have. like, we, yeah, it kind of feels like we have. I mean, it just happened to be that we accepted three of their films, like, between them. And they, they were they were great films, like. They, they were, were absolutely great films, and we really couldn't decide. And we did think about going, okay, we'll accept one from Lindsay, and we'll accept one from Manny. And then we were like, but that third one, let's, let's just chuck that in there as well. And some of the stuff that we, we had to turn away, though, were... Of course, things that are like, this is not a movie. Or like copyright issues with remaking a very much existing <laughs> film already. And just... Yeah, we, we got an, an unlicensed, I think, <laughs> illegal sequel to Lost Boys. They, they said a tribute. And it was what like New Jersey like, Lost Boys. It was like Lost Boy characters, like in a New Jersey setting. I think it was a step beyond parody to the point where it was like... I don't think we're, like, legally allowed to show this movie. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was certainly interesting. It was also just great to go back to having just straight-up movie nights where, like, the four of us would get together and just marathon through these movies that have otherwise never really been seen. So it was new for all of us. Also, it was kind of cool because... Whenever we see something together, we're usually dying to talk about it, like on an open platform afterwards. And after every movie, we actually had to write a short review and rate it out of 10 for things. Yeah. Um, And that was actually like super uh, therapeutic for me because I'm so opinionated. I was like, I actually get to rank this and I actually have to write a tiny review. Ooh, I get to put like a literal number on it. Ooh. (laughs) And some of these people that were like, oh, we've been in the festival before, but it's like, well, too bad like you there were better films out there and like part of my 2020 goals is good enough is no longer good enough i'm i'm striving for great at least <laughs> in, in all aspects of my life and like 
if you're making films just because, you know, they're good enough and like, oh, this has gotten me through in the past, let this be uh, an awakening and say like, oh, you know what? Maybe I do need to hone my craft a little more, you know, show them what I can really do. I love getting feedback in anything that I do How because it just improve? helps. Exactly. Yeah. It's only going to help you hone your craft. It's going to help you create your voice because you go, okay, uh, my message or my voice or the way I was putting this out there is not the problem. It's the execution. Yep. And it just allows you to grow and cultivate yourself and become a better artist in, in all aspects. That's what I liked about the Long Island filmmakers that did reach out to us about feedback. You know, we got our handful that didn't get in and we're just wondering why, but didn't want to know specifically feedback wise why. And then we got our, our handful that were like, hey, give me feedback. Like those are the filmmakers that, yeah, I am excited to see what you do next year. I am excited to see how your filmmaking grows because that's. Asking for feedback is an intent to grow. And like, that's enough for me to be invested in what you're doing. And honestly, I hope that at some point this festival gets big enough that we can literally invest in some of these filmmakers. For example, the Film and Television Foundation offers a finishing fund grant, which for filmmakers, they can submit an appeal as to why uh, they would need extra budget to finish their film. And we can decide to award X amount of money that we've raised over the year to help a filmmaker finish a film. Now, while I am doing work with the foundation and Scared for Your Life is in tandem with the Long Island International Film Expo, we saw this year that we can bring in a decent income to do things like that. Like we brought in our submission fee, we brought in our ticket fee, and to put that back into the festival in years to come where we can use it to help filmmakers. I would love for us to get to a point where we can uh, appeal to the foundation and know that we are bringing in enough that we can have a finishing fund grant or some sort of incentive like that for the horror community. But especially on the grounds that we were talking about wanting to see more from some of these films, seeing them extended, seeing them do a follow-up. Yeah, like, like oh, here's three grand. Yeah, Give me a little bit more, please. Yeah. Yeah, like Zool, yeah. which uh, won our hometown hero award. Yeah, one of the best in show was from right here in Hicksville. Yeah, which we were like, we watched the whole thing, we'd already accepted it, and then we were like, oh, where are they from? And it was from exactly the same town that we were in. Like, that's just really for an international film festival from being like literally down the road that was a bit random uh, but it meant that we could create the hometown hero and the fact that Um, we had okay someone from right in hicksville and someone from the czech republic has that sunk in yeah (laughs) it's crazy to me two two of the best films of the night too from right here and like as far as away as you could get (laughs) kind of disappointed that we had no one from the uk so it's all even the other filmmakers mentioned exactly our thoughts when we first watched it, which is that we wanted a TV show of that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it feel, it's it got that vibe. Yeah. And that would be really cool to see a TV show developed of that story. Also, um, our shortest submission, Father, which was a minute long, we asked what he was planning on doing with that, and they're making that into um, a TV short as well. In a sense, they're doing a really cool thing where they're building a larger story out of singular one minute short films. And it's a family project, which is awesome. Oh, yeah, that whole family came too. Yeah. This is very cool. We got the father and the mother. 
and his brother came. Don't worry, I'm going to fire Doze after this episode. <laughs> he can't fire me. That's true. I have all the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, it's a family project, and they're creating these one-minute films. And to have Father in there opened the way for... So, like, Father was a little bit more sci-fi, but still maintained those darker elements of, like, mortality, that horror touches on like we had like john was saying earlier across the board these vastly different types of dark films um and it was those differences that really brought everyone together because while yeah we have a competitive festival no one's really competing with like the same kind of movie everybody's up against something so wildly different you can't really compare them it just becomes a matter of appeal and quality and effort and I don't know. It was just so hard to go down from 22 to 10 for awards. Do you know what's really funny with Father being a minute long? Ken Cohen, who um, was the vocal um, who Yeah, who was the director of Vocal Cord, uh, one of the other films that we showed. He actually runs a small competition for one minute horrors. Oh. Um, and... I just thought that was a really funny connection that like he runs a competition for one minute horrors and we had a one minute horror and he he'd never had that one submitted that we showed but I just thought that was really funny. Uh, so do you know the name of Ken's? Yeah, it's called Sixty Second Horror. You can find him on Instagram at Sixty Second Horror. Yeah, it's just a a short competitions. Is it every month? Sure. If it's every month, we should shoot to make one. Yeah, because we can't enter our own festival, and we can't enter the Long Island International Film Expo, and by proxy, we can't really enter some of the other festivals on Long Island. <laughs> can't do nothing! <laughs> All the profits that are made by the 60-second horror challenge go to the Charleston Animal Society. I love that. Wait, that's Animals. the best thing possible. That's great. Because fuck people. There's too many of those. <laughs> But also a really cool thing that he does is that they kind of split up into sections or like genres and things like that. Um, and he also gives like best monster, best thriller, best comedy uh, awards to the 60 second horrors. Um, and he also gets, as well as Ken judging it, then he gets uh, like indie horror stars to pick winners. So he's had uh, Bill Obus Jr., who's in Free From Hell, True Blood, and Scream Queens, uh, was uh, one of the judges to select his top ten from the 60 Second Horrors. Shit, we should muscle our way into being able to pick the winner. And he's also had uh, Jenna Cannell from uh, Terrifier and The Bye Bye Man. Oh, the Poop Poop Man. <laughs> Betsy Baker from The Evil Dead. Edwin Neal, as in The Hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw. Um, lots of really cool people in the horror community that um, judge and pick their top 10 from the 60 second horror yeah. list as well as the main awards i would love yeah. to do that we that i awesome. want to get our names on a list with all those cool people <laughs> yeah well, i mean like the festival i mean ken um who did vocal cord when we took that into the movie then uh, i sort of looked back and realized that i'd actually spoken to ken before um, he'd reached out about liking the podcast, which is really cool. Always love to hear from fans. That makes me feel so good. This is this is the thing. We when we do hear from people about the podcast, it's actually how we met John. Then it's just so cool to be able to interact with people and like hear what we're doing right. Um, it would be really cool to have more feedback on 
what people want to hear from us. Um, but also we have a really strange but really cool situation where we actually have more like subscribers and active listeners than we do like followers on social media. Um, I'm, I'm working on it. Jeez. If we can get those followers on Instagram up, guys, that that would be great because it, it's not showing as many subscribers and listeners as we actually have, which is really, really cool, to be fair, that more people actively listen to us. I know. It makes me feel so good. Hey, little known fact that I don't even know if all four of us know. We have a Facebook page. Yeah, we have a Facebook page. I only found that out the other day. Well, I, <laughs> I've been struggling with that. Because uh, anytime I update or any of us update the Hauntsville Instagram, it's supposed to go to the Hauntsville Facebook page. But so it turns out it's only you. It's been posting to my Facebook page. Oh, okay. So I don't, I got to figure that out. Uh, but I guess this is a, as good a time as any to talk about. I'm working on a rebrand campaign. Um, so I'm updating all of the graphics. I'm working on our website literally as we speak right now here. Tip, tip, tap. That's me clicking. I'm... Um, writing the code right now tip 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 tap tap tip tap see look at that i'm coding uh, right now and so uh 2020 we're going to be more streamlined we're going to be more accessible than ever so keep your ears peeled and your eyes wide <laughs> what's a normal thing for a person to say about that i don't know keep your ears wide-eyed and bushy-tailed right Is that just be aware <laughs> hauntsville cribcast 2020 be aware be aware, we're going to be more streamlined. I know that just even talking about all the amazing things we saw from our festival, Scared for Your Life, and the Long Island International Film Expo, and now 60 Second Horror, I know it's on our list to make a horror film this year. Um, so that's going to be an awesome thing. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some more information out about that as we go forward. I want to try to get something done for the winter. Let's worry about this play that we're doing and then... <laughs> <laughs> I wrote and produced a play based on a Sir Arthur Conan Doyle story in the vein of horror and winter ghost stories. You can check that out at the Long Island Puppet Theater on January 10th, 11th, 17th, and 18th. Uh, Doza is one of our lead actors in it. So it's going to be a real solid 2020 for horror. Yeah, we have a, a lot of irons in the fire, which I know is a phrase <laughs> for us <laughs> over here. Uh, so we thank you for your continued support. We're doing like an unofficial wrap up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we kind of walked our way into it. But John, I did want to mention, um, John had said uh, that the feedback that we've been getting from uh, the filmmakers in the festival is actually is is the coolest part i think oh my god we got like in the first week after the festival a five star review on film freeway and just reading what these filmmakers have to say independently of actually talking to us directly has been amazing um that just goes to show like they're you know they're putting in the effort to help us out to help themselves out in the future and that's just mutually beneficial. Uh, it garnered us all an IMDb credit as yeah. festival curators, which is a big step up from a bunch of assholes sitting at a uh, microphone. I might have forgotten to mention that. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, you're not just seeing my face. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just reading off of this cue card down here. I also am finding out about it for the first time. <laughs> No, I definitely told you <laughs> that we were in the process of getting IMDb to fast track us. But usually at IMDb, your festival has so to be I didn't know that, that actually listed our individual names. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me now that I've just said that out loud. 
So we are listed as the festival coordinators for Scared for Your Life. Oh, what did I say? Curators, same thing. Is it? Yeah. Can you coordinate a museum? I put it on my resume. Yeah? Yeah, while we are still directly connected to the Long Island International Film Expo, our Scared for Your Life is registered as its own festival now rather than just being a branch off. So that's clout, and that's a phrase that I learned that the kids are saying. <laughs> right? The festival may not be at the same time next year, though, right? No, and I really hope that we can do it closer to Halloween next year, because, like, we got this very last minute. Oh, you're, you're taking two months away from me now? I'm giving you, like, ten more. I may more. not even be there in December next year. That's an, another big issue. It would be nice if I was actually there for the festival. Not going to happen yeah. if you're not. Well, the thing is, it's not up to me because uh, I'm not allowed back in. Actually, the I'm fact not gonna... that you guys' country immigration has got so tight that I'm not even allowed to visit more than once a year now, and I have to wait a whole year before I'm allowed back out there. That that obviously interferes with the podcast slightly and with the film festival. Whatever, we'll we'll fucking persevere, and I'm gonna get my ass out there, and we're gonna record a fucking England episode. Hansel Kripkast takes England. Or anyone listening who has uh, a lot of money, if you want to sponsor me, that'd be just great. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, make sure to donate to our Patreon and to Anna's Coffee. To- Anna has calling. a Anna has a coffee. We don't have a Patreon. You didn't hear when I made the Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, donating to my coffee page, most of that is going back towards Hauntsville anyway. Some of it is going on my sculpting stuff. But obviously some of it is also going to Hauntsville. If you guys want to donate there, then it will reach Hauntsville. Yeah. More more money means more content, means less. I, I took off of work today to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a little counterproductive, but whatever. I care about this shit. There's so many films that I wanted to talk so much more about. And yeah. we're definitely going to exceed our usual time limits if we do. Yeah, between like Zol... Firstborn, uh, 2%, and uh, Crazy for the Blonde, and Misunderstood Monster. I think we should open a dark comedy category next year. Some of these were so We accidentally fun. made the second half, kind of. It was our sassy oh, demons oh. block. We had all yeah, sassy really. demons. <laughs> well, we had to, because the, the first one had some dark shit. Oh my god, yeah, between Paralysis, The Son, The Father, Wet Paint, like, it got... Real dark, real quick. And, like, Karen facing some real, yeah. real-life horror. Even for a horror festival, like, I don't want people leaving here bummed out. So we, we ended on such a, a high note with, like, some good lighthearted stuff. And then just, like, with the one-two punch dropping off some awesome stuff at the end. Between uh, Ratatat and Ghost Radio for those, like, final scares of the night. Yeah. That was tight. Best pops yeah. of the night. Standing outside watching people go, oh, yeah, I wish that we could talk about every single film that we showed, but actually sitting down and doing a whole episode reviewing every single individual film, uh, we can't really get around to that. But like a huge thank you to everyone who submitted, and especially to everyone who showed up as well. Packed out house, literally nowhere to sit. <laughs> yeah, next year I'm hoping that we can score enough films, time, funding, etc. to do a whole weekend rather than just a night i'd love i'd love to have sort of like a revolving door of just like always something on at the very least i mean that's what the long island international film expo does for seven days straight 
it's just movie after movie after movie. We take like 140 films a year and pepper that in with some seminars and like talks with people in the industry. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Like that's what the, the International Film Expo does. So next year, if we have more time and we can put things like that together specifically for horror, give Spooky Boys more time. I reached out to um, Dennis Carter, who has like the best horror props and memorabilia collection I've ever seen. And he tours with that. But we know Anna. Yeah, but she's not going to lug all her stuff here. What if we lug the but festival also, to England? <laughs> Dennis has like screen used props and stuff like that. Uh, and he was talking about doing a talk on um, lighting for horror. So if we could get that set up for next year. That'd be dope. Yeah. Let's wrap up. This is going to be a pain in the ass to edit if we keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Huge shout out to everybody who submitted to the festival. Shout out to all of you for listening and making it possible for us to host our first horror film festival. Obviously, shout out to the Long Island International Film Expo for giving us the Scared for Your Life block and Death Wish Coffee for keeping us up through the night. Um, yeah, Anthony had his first cup of coffee in years, and I thought he was going to have a heart attack. I definitely almost died, but I found a coffee I like, so that's awesome. I had to chase him around and literally <laughs> slap it out of his hand like he was a child. Like I kept going back for more. I do just want to run through the names of the 22 films that we took. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance to see them in the horror circuit, go check them out. We'll, we'll post them everywhere we possibly can. Yeah. Maybe even on our website. <laughs> We had Stalag 3C, Vocal Cord, Playdate, 2%, Karen, Matroshka, Teddy, Father, The Hunted, Wet Paint, The Son, The Father, Hu Ying, Firstborn, Ratatat, Misunderstood Monster, Fresh, Paralysis, Crazy for the Blonde, Beneath, One Night Stand, Zol, and Ghost Radio. Those are the 22 films that we took, and my god, did we get to watch a lot more really cool ones that we unfortunately couldn't take this year as well. So, moral of the story, get out there, support indie horror, that's where you're going to find your fresh takes in horror, that's where you're going to find the stuff that's worth watching, following, rewatching, talking about, not what we're kind of being force-fed right now. Stop supporting remakes by going to see them. I can't help myself, please. <laughs> also, I really liked Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, the fact is that if we keep paying money to go and see them, then that's all we're going to get. So maybe if we just watch them when they come out and not support it while it's like in theaters, then they'll like Hollywood will go, oh, okay, they're not responding to remakes anymore. We have to bring out fresh stuff. But it's my movie and I need it now. <laughs> Let us learn our lesson from the mummy. Let us join hands and learn our lesson from the mummy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, mummy, for your infinite wisdom. (laughs) Gifted upon to us on this day of our recording session. On that note... John, do you have anything you want to plug? Like your Instagram that we never mentioned? (laughs) Sure, yeah. Uh, So I am hosting and putting up reviews and horror news over at Moonlight Mad Reviews on Instagram. They're is a YouTube page that hopefully for 2020 I'm hoping to revamp and start posting up on there as well. Uh, Just talking about general lore and hauntings and movies and whatnot and all that goodness. So yeah, give me a follow over there and uh, definitely follow these guys as well on Instagram, which has been mentioned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just did, um, I I dig your, dig, Doug, your review, uh, you did The Grudge. Oh, yeah, Um, we got to talk about that a little bit. It's it's very... (laughs) 
Oh yeah. I, I don't want to give any any spoilers. John is very eloquent. <laughs> I, I, I love I love the way you write. Uh, you have a lot of great takes and a lot of uh, awesome and interesting things to say. Thank you. Thank John's you. also a great way to keep current in horror. We have a tendency to be a little all over the board, but John. Well, we're just here having fun, and John is a serious businessman <laughs> who only cares about business. <laughs> I do. Uh, I set a goal for myself, and this was at the end of uh, the Grudge. Check out my review on that, which was just posted yesterday, I believe. At the end of The Grudge, I said to my wife, okay, despite your thoughts on that movie, we are going to see every horror release this year. I want to make that a goal for 2020 Ooh, as yeah, well, dude. just to make sure that I stay up to date and current. And Hey, what? we're recording this exactly a month out from the festival. You're kidding. We did the festival December oh 7th. God. We're recording this episode January 7th. Cool, can't Look wait for that. this to come out on Excuse February me. 19th. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, scheduling is, is always rough. And if we can all get together and do more things like this, more collaborative efforts and episodes. Yeah, clearly I don't care enough about my job to be there ever. <laughs> so like, I'm pretty much an open book. I love my work. Please don't fire me, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to do suggestions? Yeah, uh, movie recommendations. What do you guys got? Uh, John, you're the guest. Please. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so Buy Anna some more time. <laughs> <laughs> scouring, scouring through my little mind database, I want to suggest this week. Good night, mommy. This is a very, very nice. cool film. A lot of times with modern horror. Uh, trailers tend to kind of hype up how scary movies are actually going to be. And a lot of times that's a drawback. It happened with The Village. Uh, it happened with The Babadook. But despite what this trailer put out for Goodnight Mommy, this is a legit, uh, very disturbing, very psychological film. It's wonderful. If you have a chance, definitely go out and uh, get a copy wherever it's streaming or if you can uh, get a copy on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever you have to do. It's it's worth watching and then immediately watching again. It's just a really cool experience, very haunting. It's it's very, very creepy. Um, I think you guys will dig it. So for my recommendation, I initially wanted to try and stick to indie horror and keep repping that, but immediately what comes to mind for me, I just recently got a chance to watch the adaptation of Flowers in the Attic. My mind has been blown. If you've listened to anything I've said throughout this podcast, um, first of all, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> second of all, I'm a huge fan of domestic horror, and The Contested Castle is one of my favorite horror resources. Uh, and Flowers in the Attic, just from the horrors that are showcased in that book to creating the domestic horror that is this... I think it's about an hour and 40 minutes film is fantastic. It's absolutely gripping. It's real life, terrifying domestic horror scenarios. Definitely. If you get a chance, check out flowers in the attic. I know you haven't cause you refused to for some weird reason. John, have you seen parasite? I have not. It is so fucking good. Uh, it came out uh, last year, uh, the tail end, like literally like mm-hmm. a month ago, actually it came out on my birthday in Korea. Oh, very nice. And It's more of a thriller, but it is essentially a family is impersonating skilled workers in order to all, one at a time, work for a wealthy family. And so they're essentially paying this entire family to work for them without realizing they're related. And you spend the whole time waiting for somebody to get caught, waiting for that moment, like who's going to slip up? And it is like literally edge of the seat drama. It is in Korean, it is subtitled, and it is excellent 
I refuse to awesome. on the wrong grounds that I mistook Parasite for another film, which was an alien film, which as we've learned, I won't really watch those. No aliens. <laughs> you should just go see Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, watch more foreign film. Get over the subtitles. Yeah, like yeah the director fucking mentioned. grow up. Read a book. <laughs> Excuse me. I've been just watching a lot of Korean media in general, like that cat lady. She's got seven cats and I want to marry her. Anna, your recommendation, please save me. Okay, so my recommendation is a film that Anthony and I watched this year. It came out last year. Uh, we have always lived in the castle. But the funny thing is... That it's also very relevant to our episode because the director is a woman, which is awesome. And she oh. also started out at Sundance Film Festival uh, and she also won a Teddy Award. Whoa, what's happening? At uh, the Berlin International Film Festival. Not for We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Um, but yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. I was really worried because I haven't read the book, but it's a Shirley Jackson book. And seeing... What Netflix did to Haunting of Hill House, I was not looking forward to it. It also has the girl from American Horror Story in it. I forgot the actress's name. Tysa oh. Farmiga. I, 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 there is absolutely not a single thing about American Horror Story, any of them. I have watched them all. There is nothing that I enjoy about them at all. And I really tried. So I wasn't looking forward to it, apart from the fact that it's got Crispin Glover in it, can I add? Yeah. But it was a surprise because he wasn't advertised as being in it. And we were like, wait a minute, is that? We spent the whole time we're like, that man looks so familiar. Hey, that's the rat man. <laughs> Stuart Little. <laughs> anyway, it turned out to be a beautiful film. The actress completely proved me wrong. She was incredible. Everything about the film is just beautifully written, beautifully acted. Absolutely gorgeous. So perfectly stylized and captures everything from the book, like right down to period aesthetic. Yeah. Whoa, I'm not sure how I got here, but this is a really cool podcast. Well, while I'm here, I guess I'll introduce myself. I am the Incredible Jeff, the host of Fueled by Deathcast, the weekly podcast from the Deathwish Coffee Company. Each week, I get to talk with a special guest from rock stars to astronauts about what they do and what fuels their passion, because we're all fueled by death. We want to leave this world a little different before we inevitably leave it for good. Follow Fueled by Deathcast on all social media and subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, or the Deathwish Coffee Company YouTube page. But for now, let's finish this awesome podcast. Do you guys want your fear of the day? Yes, Anthony, we'd love our fear of the day. Your fear of the day is galophobia. G-A-L-L. G-A-L-A. G-A-L-A. Is it fear of milk? Fuck! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Really? In an unprecedented first round snag, Anna spooks Bats Pembry with... Fear of milk, gallophobia. Because it comes in a gallon? I don't know. I don't know the... You know I never look further than what I the fear it was like is. fear of images or something. <laughs> wow. That is genius. How did you even pick that out of the universe? I was thinking of 2%. Yes. Because <laughs> I, I said as long as it's not fear of teddies. And I was like, what was another like little... Obscure fear I could have pulled out of the air? <laughs> of 2%. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. You I just jumped on that. That was I didn't dope. actually mean to get it right. 
That's the point of the game. <laughs> yeah. Have you been... Have you been just, like, letting me have these this whole time? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Speaking of 2%, I do hope that eventually we get some merch with the Milkman on it. Because oh I God. would love that. I want to meet him. I'm so sad that. he wasn't at the festival. I looked out for him, like, the whole night. He may have been. Who knows? No, doing the knock, not. trying to summon him. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Great get, Anna. God bless. Proud of you. Galophobia. Well, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hauntsville Cryptcast. I'm Doza. I'm Anthony. I'm John. I'm Anna. And then you go. <laughs> <laughs> Am I throwing you off? Yes. Sorry. Am I throwing him off? No, Doza is. <laughs> Happy hauntings. See you in hell.